Thank you for listening to Strategies and Ideas for U.S. Businesses. This is Michael Wardy, Certified Financial Planner and Regional Director at Source HOV Tax. Today, I'm very excited and happy to have Imran Saeed, Director of our 179D group here at Source HOV Tax, join us in the studio, um, really to focus and give us an overview of the 179D deduction. And for those that are not familiar with it, it's a temporary part of the tax code that actually has been extended through the end of 2020. Imran, thank you for joining us. Hi, Michael. Thank you so much for having me. So, our, you're welcome. Um, for our audience uh, and listeners, I've been working with Imran for over 10 years here at Source HOV Tax, and of our directors and specialists, I don't know anybody that's more passionate about their specialty as Imran is with 179D and energy efficiencies. Um, we've I've had questions for him that he'll bring up and if he doesn't know the answer, the amount of research and, uh, and reading that he does to get the answer and give the best advice has been consistent for over 10 years and has led this, uh, has led our team on that. So Imran, thank you. Oh, absolutely. Always. <laughs> so, Imran, just to start out with, because I know a lot of our audience may not be familiar with this, but what exactly is 179D? Sure. So, brief introduction about uh, Section 179D. It's also called the Energy Efficiency Commercial Building Deduction. It was introduced as part of the Energy Policy Act of 2005. It uh, primarily looks at three uh, energy efficient components of a building, uh, the lighting, the HVAC, and the building envelope. And the goal is to compare the actual proposed building to an ASHRAE 90.1 reference building. And based on the qualifying criteria, and there are a few criteria that we need to um, follow, a project could qualify for a maximum deduction of $1.80 per square foot. So if you think of a 100,000 square foot building, if it has energy efficient, energy efficient components in the building, the project could get anywhere from $60,000 in deduction to $180,000 in deduction. So think of it as an incentive for building an energy efficient property that reduces the annual energy consumption and cost. Additionally, the service came up with a notice in 2008 that allowed designers of government-owned buildings to qualify for the deduction. So Imran, thank you for that, but I know I have a lot of our audience members that are going to be emailing me and calling me and asking me the, this one question just to start out with. What is ASHRAE? And I know you mentioned the 90.1. What, what exactly is that standard that people talk about? So ASHRAE 90.1 standard relates to commercial buildings and high-rise residential buildings, which are pretty much four stories and higher. And it's a standard that's used across the industry, and it uh, dictates certain minimum standards that a building has to follow with regards to the envelope, you know, there are certain lighting requirements in there, and there are uh, mechanical HVAC uh, efficiencies uh, mentioned in that. So, you know, that's basically the standard that a lot of design projects follow. So, 
you have designers, and you mentioned that you can now qualify as a designer for taking the deduction from a uh, government-owned building. So what you're basically saying, or what you are saying, is that if you are the designer and you meet or exceed these thresholds, you can take that benefit for yourself. But you're basically, you're doing this anyway to make sure and to adhere to energy efficiency overall. The, the government is saying, hey, thank you for doing that. Is that what's coming? Is that what everyone's saying? Pretty much, yeah. So, you know, a designer, as per the uh, 179 regulations, uh, it's, any, it's a person or a firm that creates the technical specifications for a new construction or a renovation project. Okay. Now the yeah the technical specifications could include uh, design plans or you know specifications that are usually stamped by a professional engineer or an architect, uh, and you know in some cases such as a lighting retrofit retrofit project, it could just be a report which identifies the uh, areas, quantity and type of proposed light fixtures. Uh, so you know usually uh, a designer is someone like an architect, an engineering firm, in some cases a contractor or an energy services provider. I was just going to ask you that because I've had a number of contractors that you have spoken with and some have qualified, some contractors have qualified as designers and some have not. When does that happen? When can that happen, I should say? Sure. So if a contractor is the design build firm and was responsible for creating the design documents, they can definitely qualify for the deduction. However, merely installing or repairing will not be sufficient, which is the case with a lot of general contractors. Mm -hmm. Remember, for, you know, for a typical project uh, that we come across, there are three phases. The first one being the design phase, where the uh, building owner hires an architect or an engineering firm to uh, come up with a design. Then there is a bid phase and then the build. And the firms that are involved in that first phase, first phase of uh, design are the ones that can qualify for the deduction. Um, you know, and the government entity at its own discretion can provide the entire deduction, deduction to one design firm or it could split it up between multiple firms. And this is significant. Um, I know for a lot of companies, especially now, and for those listening to the podcast now, it's going to be in the archives, um, hopefully forever, uh, but this is May 31st, 2020, cash flow is tight. Um, and so when firms, when clients are looking at where can we generate additional cash flow without taking on any undue, undue or uh, extra burden, um, this is a great opportunity is what it sounds like. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, you know, we work with commercial building owners and design firms alike. And uh, it's usually pretty straightforward with the building owners who are claiming the deduction for their own buildings. Mm -hmm. uh, however, with design firms, uh, they're supposed to get an allocation letter from the government entity that lets them take that deduction. So, uh, you know, it's absolutely, and there, there, there's a lot of benefit to it. As an example, we recently engaged with an architectural firm that worked with a school district on multiple projects across Texas. 
and it included two schools, uh, two new schools and some renovations to existing facilities. So we reviewed all the design documents, helped the client with acquiring the allocation letter. Uh, most of the projects had LED lighting, uh, high levels of insulation for the walls and roofs, and an energy efficient HVAC system. Uh, we performed the energy model using software such as uh, eQuest and Trace. And the overall qualifying area was approximately 400,000 square feet and the total deduction turned out to be close to $600,000. So I would say that's a pretty decent benefit. That's amazing. And that's for just doing what they were doing anyway. It wasn't, they had to go above and beyond what their core focus was in designing these. That's exactly right. You know, they, they are following some more stringent uh, building codes uh, wherever they're designing. And we are comparing uh, the same design to an ASHRAE 90.1 2007 standard. So all they have to do is just stick to whatever the uh, uh, local codes are and uh, there's a good chance that they could qualify for the reduction. So Imran, I, I did have a list of questions for you, but I'm going to jump uh, to sidestep on this because you mentioned about the allocation letter. This is something that a lot of people are not familiar with, a lot of architectural firms that we talk with are not familiar with. So Imran, I, I know I had a bunch of questions I want to ask you. I'm going to take a sidestep side step though because I wanted to know in terms of the allocation letter, what exactly is the purpose of the allocation letter? The designers need an allocation letter from the government entity in order to take the deduction. Uh, the government entity is pretty much signing on a document that states that the concerned firm was responsible for the design of the project. Got it. Is there someone specific, and I do get this question, who signs it? Is there someone specific that would sign it? So it depends on the project. If it is uh, something uh, to do with a school district, there's always uh, you know, a head superintendent who uh, is working at the school district who may sign off on the project. Uh, in some cases, it's uh, someone in the government firm that's responsible with the project as well as who's familiar with uh, the architecture or engineering firm uh, that's helped with the design of the project. Okay. Okay. It doesn't seem that difficult. And overall, we have not had many challenges in getting allocation letters. I know that um, there have been some throughout the years. Can you walk through a case study? of how our clients benefit from what we do and what their value is. I know you mentioned one earlier, but I want to hear another one. I like hearing these case studies. Sure. So uh, to your first question, you're right. You know, we do, you know, come across a few um, issues with allegations, but not many, I would say. And um, most times it's on a first come first serve basis. So we always recommend our clients to go after these letters and try to get them uh, as soon as possible. Uh, with regards to another case study, uh, you know, we always, you know, talk about design firms with government-owned buildings, but uh, we actually do quite a lot of commercial buildings as well. Uh, you know, and these buildings could include auto dealerships, manufacturing facilities, uh, warehouses, uh, residential buildings, as I stated before, uh, mm -hmm. which are four stories and higher, and some office buildings. This, you know, not a lot of people are aware of this, but parking garages are, can, act, can actually qualify for the lighting system. So we've done 
quite a few parking garages uh, all, all across, um, both uh, private as well as uh, public, uh, spe especially with uh, parking garages at uh, airports. And not a lot of people are aware of this, but parking garages can also qualify for the lighting system. Um, we've done quite a few uh, private as well as public parking garages, uh, especially the ones that are located at uh, airports. And they do not qualify for the HVAC and envelope system, but they do get a 60 cents for the lighting system. So uh, a few months back, you know, we worked on uh, another parking garage, about uh, 200,000 square feet, um, about four levels of parking garage, had LED lighting, uh, occupancy sensors as well, and uh, it got $120,000 in deduction. That's amazing. Just for lighting. And are those, are, the, are those the type of lights that, I know that, I think it's at O'Hare, when you're walking through the garage, they, uh, the lights will turn on automatically their sensors. Is that, is that the type of lights you're talking about? It's pretty much. You're, you're absolutely right. Uh, those are the lights that we see uh, more often nowadays, and uh, they work really well for the deduction. Amazing. So, all right, now let's go to the flip side. Okay. And I, I like to take this approach with every incentive that we look at for clients. The usual, it sounds too, too good to be true. What are the catches? Why isn't everybody doing this? Why isn't everybody talking about it? Why isn't everybody already familiar with it? What's the catch? The regulations regarding 179D have been clearly laid out in the uh, IRS notices and the memorandum that was released in 2018. Uh, to be honest, there is very little room to misinterpret the rules, uh, and there's no catch whatsoever. Um, um, however, you know, we've been in the industry long enough to have heard some interesting stories. Uh, there have been instances where a general contractor or a subcontractor firm that had no legal obligation to uh, provide the design services uh, you know, they've tried to get the deduction um, when they should not have. Um, in some cases, uh, we've also seen some proposals from other firms where a simple lighting retrofit project, which should have qualified for a maximum of 60 cents a square foot, uh, was forecasted to receive a dollar eighty per square foot. So there are times when you know we come across these um, you know proposals, you know, which probably are not true. Um, but as an industry, I believe we should be more mindful of any legal issues or audits that our clients may face. Uh, when a client hires us, they are relying on us to provide them with sound tax and uh, engineering analysis, and rightfully so. So you said it's a first-come, first-serve. Mm -hmm. Are you saying that anybody can grab it? So if I say that I'm principally responsible for it, and you say you're principally responsible for it. Whoever gets their person gets it signed, can get it. That's right. Yeah. So you know, think of it uh, uh, as an architectural and MEP firm, mechanical, electrical, and plumbing firm, who are both responsible uh, for some portions of the design. Uh, but if an architectural firm goes in first um, and gets the allocation letter, they can go ahead and get the entire deduction. Similarly, with an MEP firm, where if an MEP firm goes in and says, hey, by the way, we've been part of this design, 
we like to get the deduction, the government entity can definitely allocate them the 100% of the deduction. <laughs> yeah. or, or they could split it up between these firms. So it's completely up to the government entity and up to uh, these firms that are going in uh, to get the debt letter. Yeah. Yeah, I know, I know there are a lot more questions that will come out of this, um, and, and there's a lot of still open areas for for discussion and interpretation, but uh, being mindful of everybody's time and, and the length of the podcast, Imran, I, again, I want to thank you for joining the podcast uh, and sharing your insight and expertise on 179D. Um, this has been a great cash flow infusion for our clients and I highly recommend any of our listeners or subscribers audience share it with others that are in the architectural engineering industry if you have professionals that you think could could use this incentive highly recommend looking into this Imran correct me if I'm wrong I know we do this so there's not a lot of correction on this but we do the initial assessment to make sure that a building will qualify and we don't bill for that so that, that is right yes and that's important for our clients because we don't want to go down the uh, the path of misleading clients um, again this is a phenomenal incentive that's helped a lot of businesses continue to use that cash to be innovative to be creative and to really um, help their businesses continue on the path of, uh, of building for energy efficiency um, thank you again, Imran. I appreciate that. For our audience, for our subscribers, thank you for listening. If you do have questions or thoughts or comments, please feel free to email me. I'll have uh, my email address on the description. Uh, you can always reach me by phone, 312-909-4045. Thank you, everyone. Enjoy your day.